Exactly. You know what? My relationship with my fiance has gotten a lot better because of Tarkov. Because now I tell her every single move that I make. You know? Babe, yeah. I'm going to go sit down on the toilet right now. All right, I'm sitting. Okay, I'm flushing. You know, it's just, it's great. Tarkov's helped my relationship. You to tell her you're wiping. <laughs> tell her I'm wiping. Yep, exactly. <laughs> every movement, just in case, you know, I learned. Tardux, a podcast for content creators to share their stories and experiences. And today I have a fellow Canadian. I have Will Des. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm super excited to be here. Excellent. All right. Well, what I do normally is start off with three rapid questions just to get the juices flowing. So you ready? All right. I'm ready. All right. Favorite movie? Um, am I allowed to say Kung Pao? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll say Kung Pao. It's the All first right. one that comes up in my head. All right. Favorite thing about Toronto? Favorite thing about Toronto? I would say the multiculturalism. You want any type of food? Think about it. You can go and get it. Yep. All right. You can have a conversation with anyone in history. Where are you having that conversation and with who? Um, This may not be... The most perfect timing, but I would love to speak with Elon Musk. I just want to get in his head about just just everything that he thinks about. He's a busy man, but if you could spare like some time with that coffee date with me, I would love that. All right, there we go. So let's go. Who was Wildez? How would you well, describe you? Um, I would describe myself as uh, firstly Wildez, not Wilds or Wild Easy, as a lot of people may have. Thought my name is spelled, Funny. which is understandable. <laughs> uh, I am a Canadian Filipino content creator, and I focus a lot on educational and comedic, self-deprecating humor style of content. Perfect. All right. I got to ask, what is with Dr. Farts and the guy milking the cow video? Oh, my God. They are hilarious. Well, it's a little twofold, to be honest. All right. So uh, one is I like to have some sort of creative, uh, punchy element to different things that go on the stream. We know streaming is like long form content and it can get a little bit of the same thing over and over again. So I thought, hey, why don't at the end of my raid or at certain parts of the raid, I have this guy that pops up. <laughs> And he says something and people are going to walk and be like, what, what am I watching? So I do get that a lot. So my goal is at least once a stream, I want someone to come in and be like WTF that I just walk into <laughs> because that means I'm doing my job. And that few precious minutes gives me some time to use the bathroom and I can just go do something real quick and I can come back. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. I get it. Twofold. Nice. <laughs> And where, who is he? Where did he come from? How did you, uh, you know? 
Um, or was I, that a secret? I mean, a, a magician shouldn't reveal his tricks, but you know what? Just for you, just for you guys here, uh, exclusive. I'm going to wow. reveal it. Um, I found him on Fiverr. <laughs> oh no way! He is a phenomenal Fiverr gig uh, artist. Uh, I looked up like funny spokesperson. I had to write my whole script, and let me tell you, it's really difficult to write a script that flows and makes fun of yourself at the same time. So it it was a lot of script writing, and this guy is phenomenal. He's like $20 for each video that I've made. So each of the videos I have, like four of them, and they're each $20 uh, $20 each, and even the... um, we call him the Sri Lankan cow king because <laughs> for obvious reasons, he was also around like $20 as well. So oh everything is scripted by me. Everything yeah. is making fun of me. And I think that they're so underrated. They, they definitely got way more than uh, how oh much I paid God. for. And that's in Canadian too. Uh, 20 American. So it was like 30 oh, Canadian. Oh, okay. I know. So they're Maple syrup uh, conversion. A little it. more expensive, but I know. Yep. I wish. Awesome. Wow. Oh, I can't believe you re- revealed the secret. This is awesome. I, th- I got to move this to Patreon now. We'll split the difference. Yep. Right here on the Tardox <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so what's your favorite, uh, what's your first video gaming memories? Um, my first video gaming memories would probably have to be, uh, major one would be playing RuneScape, the, the old 2004 edition uh, 2D web browser. That was where I I did a lot of like um, like RPG style, like long sessions of playing video games. Yeah, and that really got me into video games. And from there, I went to like Diablo two. Yeah, which really sucked me in and and <laughs> almost ruined my life for a few years. But I mean, it was a good time. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Now, yeah. what's your favorite all-time game? I think my favorite all-time game would probably... Am I allowed to say Escape from Tarkov? Of course. Okay. I Honestly, there's a lot of games that really influenced me from my childhood, like Diablo 2, Halo 3, yeah. uh, RuneScape, Overwatch. And I feel like Tarkov sort of has pieces of all these elements like rpg shooter survival that really just i don't know what it is usually i play a game for like a year and then i'm just bored of it and i never play it again yeah but tarkov i'm coming in like two and a half three years without uh getting bored of it. i'm in love with the game i'm addicted yeah it's addicted. You know, it is it's video game crack it has ruined all games for me my steam library keeps growing but i i like all right let me play this ah nope it's just there's a i don't know what it is it just pulls you back exactly nothing really hits the same it doesn't make you feel that that sense of spark or adrenaline like mm-hmm. i'm looking for, i mean if i could find a game like that yeah like i would love to play it but as of right now tarkov has just got a firm grip mm-hmm. i call it a pucker factor <laughs> it, it has a pucker factor oh. many diamonds have been made <laughs> Oh, all right. That is a classic line right there. I love that one. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, I understand you're getting married soon. Yes, I am. You're engaged, Yeah, it's a very small wedding, so yeah. no one's invited. Sorry. Right. That's okay. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, I, I'm so lucky that I've known my fiance. I was teaching in South Korea and that's where I met her. Oh, wow. And then, uh, we were both from the same province. We were both from Ontario yeah. here. So when we came back, uh, we did some long distance and then we moved in together. It's been like seven years now. And she's been supporting me through all of my streaming journey. Yeah. So I decided, Hey, you know what? She could be a permanent mod for me. So there I proposed. We there awesome. we go. Wow. You know, and you it's funny you say that. So many of the other, you know, content creators I talk to, having a supportive spouse has been so huge for them to be being successful and just having the, uh, you know, just being able to do it, to pull it off. Yeah, pe people don't realize the amount of behind the scenes, the extra effort, even if it's just being on social media and networking. Like, there's so many hours I would say maybe if I spend 20 hours streaming, I'm spending 20 hours editing TikToks, networking, uh, just even tweaking settings. Yeah. And it's it's so much. And you need to have a supportive partner to be there or else the relationship's really not going to work. I'm, there's no other way. You can't. Yeah. Nope. That's true. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So I recently just discovered ramen. I, I don't know. I've missed out on this thing you know my kids have been eating it it's like all right well let me try it and it was it's fantastic now i understand you you know you're big into ramen yes um in south korea ramen is a staple yeah uh so when i was there i ate a lot of ramen and i didn't know that there was so many different types until i moved away from north america and canada yeah because canada we have like mr noodles we have the uh top ramen that kind of yeah really basic type of ramen but when you go to korea there's so many different types of ramen and like japanese ramen have you had japanese ramen yet no i've just had little plastic bags of it i haven't even expanded out to the, like the restaurant oh, stuff you need to but don't fear okay if you only have your instant ramen yeah there's certain things that you could do you know slice a little bit of ham put it in oh. there Okay. Uh, one really thing, one thing that I love to do is just drop an egg in there and just let it sit and yeah. soft boil. And that just adds a little bit more creaminess, Ooh. a little bit more protein and, yeah. and filling to it. So mix it up, get a little crazy. You know? ah, yeah. My, like I said to my son was gaming the other day and I, I said, Hey, I'm going to grab a ramen. And he goes, Oh, why don't you put an egg in? It's like, what? All right, cool. Yep. Yeah. That's so now, the way. I gotta give that a try. So now I understand. Uh, you, well, you shared a video with me that you're a dancer. Well, you first told me that you were a dancer, and immediately, because I, I have a couple of girls, daughters, I thought, oh, he, he does recital dancing. But then <laughs> you are a hip hop dancer, dude. That video is awesome. So what's the background there? Uh, so the dance style is called sea walking. Um, it originated as a, like a gang type of dancing called crip walking yeah but it has evolved like i'm not part of a gang <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh i like to call it clown walking type of thing yeah it really grew in the east asian community around like early 2000s and being a 15 year old i thought it was amazing like i wanted to learn it yeah and that's when i started my youtube channel like 2006 or something oh no like, a year after youtube was made 
and I was uploading videos and I was trying to learn how to dance. And I remember uh, being in my garage, like doing these steps of, of dancing. And my mom like walks in to grab something from the freezer. And she looks at me, she's like, Oh, I wish our family had the DNA to know how to dance. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, thanks mother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, did it for like, I don't know, like all the way up to university. So like five, six years. Uh, yeah. I've done it on stream a couple of times. Yeah. You know, my bones oh, no are not way. what they used to be. No, no. But sometimes you might catch me doing a little bit of a sea walking on stream. All right. That's awesome. See, I, I'm old enough where I remember when breakdancing first came into, you know, everyone had their piece of cardboard. And, you know, being from Newfoundland, there was no breakdancing, first of all. It's just, you know, it just didn't exist. But, you know, watching like, uh, oh, breaking Electric Boogaloo and all those. That's that's where you know we had no YouTube back then. We had to rely on VHS movies we rented. So oh, oh the breakdancing cool. time that was am- it was amazing. Like, uh, I guess they have TikTok dancing now. So yeah. that's everyone still has rhythm. Yeah. So that's it. <laughs> I'm, I can't keep up with the TikTok dances. So they got me there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So now, so I was going to ask you when you started streaming, but you started, you know, a long time ago then. Well, I guess not really streaming. You created content back then. And did you yeah. start editing your videos too back then? Uh, yeah, sort of. It, yeah. Back then it was like plop it on Movie Maker yeah. uh, and throw on some music and hopefully it syncs properly type of thing. Yeah. Uh, nothing really crazy. Uh, I'm still not good at editing. <laughs> it's it's really long and it's really tedious and I'm very impatient. Yeah. But a lot of I did I've done content creation for as long as I can remember. It's it's I remember wa- watching footage of when I was a child like home VHSs and yeah. there was a picnic with my family and I was like 8 years old and I pick up the camera and I'm pretending to be like a news broadcaster like Welcome, everyone, to the Wildez family picnic. I am your reporter, Wildez. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was doing this since I was yeah. a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So now, when did you start streaming content, like gaming content? Uh, I started in March 2017. Yeah. So that was when PUBG first came out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to be a PUBG streamer. Like, this is the content I want to make. Of course. Of course, when I started, I didn't know anything about like how to stream, what to stream. I just did it because I just really wanted to stream PUBG. Yeah. And I remember I'm sitting there and my now fiance had a a PC. She was playing whatever she was um, right next to me. And it was just me and then her on watching my stream. And I would look over every every time I did something, be like, did you see that? See what I just did? She was my first fan, and yeah. uh, I did that for her a long time, streaming yeah. to just myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Now, do you remember the first time a person who you didn't know came into chat and started, you know, a conversation? Um. Yeah. Actually, one of my current mods that I still know now, uh, and we've met a few times in real life. Yeah. Uh, his name is William Suki. He came into my stream and he do- he was like one of my very first donators. He donated a dollar and 26 cents. Yeah. And he said, I want you to do a pistol only PUBG run. 
And I'm like, okay. To this day, still have never given that to him. And sometimes he reminds me. <laughs> he never forgot. Oh, that's too funny. So I <laughs> so I, I guess that was your first sub then too, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really lucky that I still have people that I've met from those times yeah. stick with me through all of it. Yeah. And when I see like the little founders sub badges, it just makes me so happy because these guys have been subbed for over four years now yeah and they continue to support me i've jumped game to game to game to game mm -hmm. and they're still here so i'm i'm really lucky i have supportive uh cast i guess yeah well it's the community that you you built and it sounds you know from the other people i've talked to it's the same thing their first first you know people who subbed them ended up being their mods and like you know they've been friends for years like you know markstrom he was telling me that his you know his best man at his wedding was one of his first subs and it's, you know, they just make, yeah, it's just crazy. That community that you build that you never, you know, not IRL friends originally, but yeah, it's just a crazy, crazy concept. Yeah. You really build connections with people that I feel like understand you on a, a level that is a little bit different than maybe people that you know in real yeah. life. And it being the internet, maybe where we leave ourselves a little bit more vulnerable to yeah. like just talking about whatever and not worrying about how we're judged. Yeah. And those are the people that like you make connections with for the rest of your life. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you talk to these strangers, you, you know, they don't know you. So you can share some things that you may not share with, you know, your, your guy you're hanging out with and having a beer with it's yeah. It's really wild that way. Mm hmm. Yeah. So now you've so you've transitioned. You've been through the transition of you know going from game to game to game because often a lot of the you know streamers they start with one game and it's struggling to or they struggle to you know to jump to a new game because there's that fear of like nobody's going to come watch me play this game. I don't want them to see me struggle playing learning a new game. And you know what's been your experience with those you know transitions? Um. Well, I. Switch games probably every year, year and a half or so, because, uh, you know, playing the same game over and over again, it it does get stale. And sometimes you yearn for like something else. Yeah. To really just give you that spark again and, and make you want to stream again. Um, every time I've swapped, I've lost about 50 percent of my viewership, which is a massive hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been really lucky because my day job in my career lets me have that financial stability that I can afford to risk switching games. Yeah. And I've told myself since I started streaming, like at the end of the day, I'm going to do things that make me happy. And if the game isn't making me happy, then it's not really worth it for me to keep streaming it because yeah. then like they notice I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not enjoying myself. And it sort of puts a sour taste in your mouth. So yeah. I've been really lucky that I've been streaming Tarkov for almost double my second highest game, almost like uh, 2,500 hours or something yeah. like that. And I still have not lost a spark and I'm just loving every single time I play still. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. What mm -hmm. would be your second largest game you've streamed? Would it be PUBG or Diablo? Um, my second... Uh, most streamed game would actually be dead by daylight okay yeah it's definitely not 
similar to Tarkov, yeah. but it is a survival-esque <laughs> game. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I played Fortnite as well for a really long time. Yeah. Um, after PUBG, like that was my natural like jump when Fortnite was huge. Yeah. And then after, you know, there was too many people playing it. I swapped mm-hmm. to Dead by Daylight and Dead by Daylight was my game for a really long time until I feel like uh, there was like a skill cap almost. Yeah. That I reached a certain level. I was satisfied with it. It sort of got boring and I couldn't really make content out of it. The community itself, I'm not going to say anything about the community, but I just didn't have my place in it. Mm -hmm. So once I got to Escape from Tarkov, it had the community that I loved. It had a a skill ceiling that is almost infinitely high that I I know I'll probably never reach. Yeah. So it always makes me want to get better. Um, And yeah, I think that it's... I don't know. It's, it just brought me to a place here where I feel like I'm settled and I, and and I feel like I belong. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. It's funny you say this. That's you know, where you feel you belong. I was just having a, a spooky squirrel on a pod earlier this week, and she said the exact same thing. You know, when she found Tarkov, it was finding a family, the finding of the community. And it was just it's so true. I think it's so true that, you know, I've, I've everybody who I've dealt with has just been fantastic. Yeah. And like. Spooky Squirrel is amazing. There's like I could just list off people that I just love interacting with on whether it's on Twitter yeah. or on TikTok or on Twitch. Like there's so many people that just support each other. Yeah. And seeing that type of support, like it almost feels like you're at a you're going to a house party and yeah. There's all these little pockets of friends that you go to each one of them and you're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Like it's amazing. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, it's um, uh, Toastrack describes it as like when he's wrapping up his stream, he's like, yeah, and I'm going to raid somebody. It's like going to a party. I'm popping in and bringing all my friends in with, you know, going to raid this guy. And then it's a party for a few minutes and he hangs out and then he disconnects. But it's such a it's a, a cool, uh, cool way to describe it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. So now what's what have you found to be the toughest thing, you know, trying to be this content creator and, and you know, streaming? Um, well, apart from doing this, uh, with a full-time job, yeah, it gets very tiring and I sacrifice a lot of other things in my life and in my day. Like my IRL social life is almost non-existent. Yeah. Um, my fiance is definitely super supportive, but. I would definitely spend more time with her if I had the opportunity to. Um, And being me as someone who has a lot of general anxiety, Mm -hmm. putting myself out there is so difficult. And I found out uh, that one of my biggest growth methods, I guess you could say, is putting myself out there and being on things that maybe you wouldn't normally be on like applying for tournaments. Yeah. Um speaking in chat to people that maybe you, you wouldn't think would actually want to talk back. Yeah. Uh being on amazing podcasts like this one, like putting yourself out there is so important as a content creator. So yeah. take the risk. You got to yeah. take the risk. That is and that actually that goes into what I was going to ask you. What advice would you have 
right there. Take that risk. You know, what do you Take got that to risk. lose? Yep. Take that leap of faith. You have to try everything and yep. you have to consistently try everything. Yeah. So you can't just one off, try something. And then if it works, then you're like, I'm good. I can coast now. Yeah. So that's when you have to work even harder to switch it up. And, and that's why I do so many different things on my stream and TikTok because the consistency and, and like, it's, it's a grind, man. It's yeah. such a grind, but it's worth yeah. it. Well, it's, it's, um, you know, another person said, you know, if you're starting out, it's just you, you, nobody, if you mess up, nobody's watching, you, you know, it's, that's your time to, to, you know, sort out the bugs and get it going. If you, if you make a misstep, who cares? It's, you just keep going. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. The the beginning is when you can really and and when you should honestly you should be the most critical of yourself because you should be checking your audio you should be checking your video you should be checking different ways to improve your um, stream personality I guess yeah or things like that and I've said this before like when you first start streaming you're not talking to anybody you're just talking to yourself so learn how to talk to yourself because when you're a big streamer. Chat's going to be moving so fast, you're not going to be able to talk to everyone. So yeah. you're going to have to learn to talk to yourself. So it's going to be a cycle. So when you're a small streamer, just act like you're a big one because that's yeah. going to be the same thing. How was how hard is that to adapt to seeing, you know, go, having your chat go from a couple of people to a hundred, a couple of thousand people? Is, you know, how do you keep up with that? Or do you rely on your mods to sort of flag some, hey, you know, Will, here, you know, here's something you should talk to or anything like that? Um, well, very, uh, I really appreciate the kind words, but I don't have a thousand people in my chat yet. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm practicing. Um, <laughs> but when it does get busy, like I'm so lucky that I, I have a strong network of friends and colleagues that we support each other. We rate each other. So it, I, it does get busy. Yeah. Um, it's, all, it's impossible to really keep track of all the chat. If it's going a little bit too fast, especially when you're playing Tarkov. Yes. Tarkov commands most of your focus anyways. Yeah. So um, I'm lucky I also have my mods there to kind of, you know, keep the flow going. Most of the people that are regulars in my stream know the flow of the stream. Yeah. And um, I've learned to just be as entertaining as I could without the chat as yeah. I am with the chat. So. All right. Cool. Where does the comedic side of you know, your stream come from? Is that just you naturally? You just, you know, uh, a joke guy, you know, a funny guy in, you know, in IRL and that's it just carries through to your stream. Uh, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm a goofball. I really like immature style, self-deprecating humor. Um, almost like over the top. Yeah. I remember, uh, one of my favorite movies, if I had a little bit more time to think about it, uh, would have to be like liar, liar yeah. with Jim Carrey. Mm hmm. Because Jim Carrey's style of comedy is like exactly what I wanted to be. Yeah. And I remember when I was young, I was um, on this career website and I was like searching up how much do comedians make? And they're like anywhere between $1 and a million. I'm like, this doesn't help me at all. <laughs> so uh, I decided my only other way, maybe I could be a comedian on the internet. Yeah. So this is like my way of sort of letting out that like comedic energy and creativity yeah. uh, in, in a way that really fits with my personality. 
Well, it works, man. It's uh, <laughs> it is some of the stuff is so funny. Like when you and Vaughn were doing the Tarkov police. Oh my god! And and coming across a couple of guys that sort of played along with it. It just it it went so awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of risk. Yeah. Um, and definitely a lot of the things that maybe you have ideas for will not work. Yeah. But I mean, you got to try everything right yeah, you have absolutely. to just just try it see what happens and you never know maybe you're gonna strike some gold and make some people laugh and at the end of the day yeah. that's all you want right oh at the end of that clip where you guys start throwing stuff down and the other guy just shoots the <laughs> it's like oh my god that was yeah you could have asked for a better ending on that one exactly you can't script that kind of stuff it's it's amazing no. people yeah. some people are just uh you know it caught us off guard you yeah. have to roll with the punches. Yeah. And that's where sometimes just letting things like that happen and let it play out is just the best thing you could do. Yeah. Now, did you guys have some sort of a game plan how to do this or like, you know, okay, let's, you know, you pull each other aside, like walk away from the, just like a real cop show and it's, or just, you know, see to your pants. Uh, I'm really lucky because Vaughn is a phenomenal content creator. Like yeah. him, like Ash, like us three, like, we we love that kind of content yeah um and i just told vaughn one day i've always had this these ideas in my mind like when voip comes we could do so many things like i want to be a um gas gas station uh cashier <laughs> i want to be a police officer i want to like bark at people like randomly yeah um and i had the idea cooking up for a while of like what if we were like police officers? I just got a Go XLR, so I was playing around with some of the the voices. Yeah, and I told Vaughn, I'm like, okay, we're gonna be police officers. And he's like, okay, and we sort of just improv the whole thing. Luckily, I guess he's watched a lot of cop shows because yeah. he did a he did a great job. And he honestly, without him, like the flow wouldn't be as good as that a good good as it was. Yeah, but um, yeah, he. I think it's because he's spent time like in the air force yeah so maybe he has a little bit of more insight than me because i don't go out yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he was great he he did most of it i was just there tagging along with his ride oh it was yeah it's just you guys play that so well and it, yeah as a solo person i don't know how that could have went but with two of you it's just like good cop bad cop you know let's have that side conversation and go back to him oh yeah it was genius yeah, one of the and, funnier and, moments. Yeah, and purposefully doing it off of VoIP so that they could overhear us yeah. talking. <laughs> just added that little bit of extra comedic element to it. Mm -hmm. And I always made sure to have my uh POV shifted a little bit with the person in the background. Yeah. So you can see what he's doing while we're talking and how they're reacting to what we say. Yeah. It's just things like that. Like I'm always thinking about how it would look while we're editing it. So Right. Yeah. It, it turned out really well. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> oh, you should be. It was. It's. It's awesome. Thank you. So now, how did you find? How did you? How was your path to Escape from Tarkov? How did you hear about it? What made you let's jump into this game? Um. Actually, I heard about it in uh, 2017 when I was playing PUBG. Yeah. That's when I bought the game, and I played it once, and I had a horrible time. It was really buggy and yeah. factory was just people just like 
PVPing and I'm just a dude with a pistol trying to figure out how to <laughs> even work the 10,000 commands uh-huh. and hotkeys. So I, I got rid of it. Yeah. I, I'm like, I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm just going to stick to PUBG. Um, and my friend told me back then, he's like, okay, well, does you need to get bigger at streaming and have your own little niche thing. And I'm like, okay. And, and this, my friend's like business, uh, he owned like, um, he's part of a company that did like, uh, partnerships with developers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he's an amazing guy. I still know him to this day. Now he's like a big wig at a, at a talent agency for, yeah. um, content creators. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, well does you need to have your own niche. Okay. The way that you're going to succeed is to be something like shroud, except have your own niche. So shroud is that guy who's really good at FPS. Yeah. What is your shtick going to be? And I'm like, I, I have no idea. Like, that's one of the hardest things for a content creator to figure out. What yeah. value are you going to bring? What is your shtick? Why are people going to stick around? He's like, okay, so here's what I think you should do. I think you should become really good at one game and be that guy for the game. Be that guy for some for a game like Escape from Tarkov. And... You could be that guy that everyone, when they think of Escape from Tarkov, they think of you and they can uh, talk to you about it. You're like a specialist of the game. And I think that's something that you can do to really succeed. And I look at him, I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. I just want to play PUBG, dude. I just want to have fun playing PUBG. So fast forward three Uh years later, I'm playing Tarkov nonstop and I'm making like semi-educational... Um, content, trying to really embed myself in the community so that I could be one of those guys that he talked about three years ago. Uh, so yep. he predicted the future. <laughs> oh my Lord. So what has, what's the hook for Tarkov to you? Is it like you said earlier, is it the, you know, the RPG element of it, the looting ask, aspect the shooting? What is that one that makes you keep coming back? Uh, I think honestly, it's, it's the mix of everything together. It's, the RNG of looting, um, the skill of FPS. I was really into CSGO for a while as well. Yeah. So like the gunplay in Tarkov is so good that it almost makes every other shooter feel sl- different, like sluggish or or just not as uh, crisp, yeah. I guess. Um, the survival element of it. And I honestly, the difficulty, if... If this game was easier, mm-hmm. I might have gotten more bored of it. Yeah. But because it's so difficult and I was able to get over that difficulty hump. Yeah. It just makes it a lot more satisfying. And it feels like there's a lot of risk involved, which sometimes games like when you're playing like Diablo 2 or something, mm-hmm. there's not really much risk involved. You die, you come back, you grab your stuff right. and then you just you just keep going. Yeah, where Tarkov is like, there's an element of risk and reward that you have to sort of play every single moment of the game. Yeah, that really just it just keeps drawing me in. Yeah, it's true. Like you know, every to me, every raid is different. Like you know, I find something valuable. Now I got to get out. What path do I take? Or you're you know, there's been raids where I've been engaged in another guy for probably 35 minutes, just cat and mouse, and then when you get out, it's just like. You've, you've gone through a workout mentally and, and, or if you get shot and it's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's brutal. Yeah. 
Yeah, even when you lose a fight, if it's a good fight, yeah, you just can't help but just 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 enjoy it. You're like, that yeah. was a good fight. You know what? I respect that. That was yeah. a good play, right? Yeah. Like, it it feels different because when you play this game, we're all going through the struggle bus of trying to survive. Yeah. So, talk. In my opinion, I don't think there's um as much room for toxicity because we're just all struggling anyways. That's and true, it's not really yeah. a power dynamic yeah. where in other games where someone's really, really good and someone's not really good. You could be a dude with a pistol that can totally just one tap someone without a face shield. Yep. So Absolutely. things can turn so fast that, yeah, I've noticed uh, the community has been good in that, in that sense. And usually yeah. toxicity isn't really, um, it it, re- it isn't real. There's not really a big place for it here. It's shut down pretty quickly. It it definitely seems that way. And I think part of that too is because it's a mat- it's an older group of people playing it. I think you know it's because you need that commitment. So you're not going to get the you know the 13 year olds, the 14 year olds put that effort in. I don't think where mm-hmm. they can just go run and gun in the cod and whatnot. And I, you know I think that probably lends to why this game is you know less toxic. There's don't get me wrong there are toxic people in this community but i think like you said they get shut down quickly and it's a it's a great community yeah for sure 100 percent. yeah so now when uh, 1212 dropped and you had voip what was your first like were you like nervous about it or were you excited about that we were going to actually have voip i was really excited um for me someone who's not super pvp oriented yeah I really wanted a, a next step towards my content creation. Yeah. And I thought that VoIP would fill that gap so well. And there's just endless possibilities of what you can do with VoIP. And so far, it's proven me right yeah. that VoIP has been amazing. Um, I haven't had too many bad encounters on VoIP, to be completely honest. I know some people do, and I, I feel yeah. really bad for that. But I've been really lucky. I've been in a tournament with that friendly guy yeah. where I could not bring in any weapons or gear and I had to VoIP my way to extract and cooperation with other people. And I dressed up as this alien. I did the whole (laughs) shebang. Like I'm an alien from another planet. Like bring me around. And it was like, it was so fun. It was one of my my favorite tournaments I've been in. Oh yeah. I had him on there a while ago and he was telling about these tournaments. And and so you did one. So it was a a good experience. Oh, it was a great experience. I got betrayed so many times. Oh, really? But I also had so many experiences that were positive mm-hmm. that it just outweighed all the negative. Yeah. And I understand, like, Tarkov builds trust issues. Oh. We've gotten betrayed so many times that even if there's a guy that's not geared, like, you're like, I have no use for you anyway, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to, you know, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. But how no. could they? I'm an alien. Yeah. Why would they? Why would they? I had oh. secrets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you're right with Tarkov and trust issues. I've you know I've played with friends, and this game comes close to destroying some friendships because of trust. Hey, are you picking my kill? That type of thing. Hey, I thought this guy had a Ford helmet or you know a good helmet. Yeah. Where is it? I don't know. Yeah, even on VoIP with other people, like the the one thing that I uh, don't want to do is to be that guy to you know coax you into a false sense of security and then just like 
you know, just off you mm-hmm. without any sort of warning. Like if I yeah. say, I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, you know what? You killed my friend. I'm going to have to avenge him. Nothing but GG's like, let's just fight it out. Yeah. Like, I'm going to warn you. I'm not going to like be like, okay, let's just take the gear and leave together. And then I kill them. <laughs> I, I feel oh. kind of bad for doing stuff like that. And I understand why people do it. Um, but other than that, I think my teammates have a lot of trust issues with me. Not that I've ever team killed anyone, but I've yeah. been known that uh, I've known to have some stray bullets uh, hit their faces every once in a while. Totally not on purpose and mm-hmm. totally uh, never team killed them, but it's happened. That is that's the, another thing this game has shown us is how bad we are at communicating, you know, <laughs> Where are you? I'm over here. Where's there? To your left. No, that's where, you know? Oh, it's bad. We are bad communicators. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? My relationship with my fiance has gotten a lot better because of Tarkov. Because now I tell her every single move that I make, you know? Babe, yeah. I'm going to go sit down on the toilet right now. All right, I'm sitting. Okay, I'm flushing. You know, it's just, it's great. Tarkov's helped my relationship. You wiping. <laughs> tell her I'm wiping. Yep, exactly. Every movement. Just in case, you know, I learned. That's right. Oh, you know, while we're talking about the community, you know, I don't know if you saw who post. Oh, somebody posted about peeing in the shower. And yes, spooky. Yes, said that someone posted about it. Yes, and yeah. a lot of people like she was kind of, I think, grossed out by the amount of us that may pee in the shower. Well, you know what? I'm all for the environment, so I do my part mm-hmm. by peeing in the shower. Yes. So sorry, Spooky, but you should if you love the environment. That's all I'm going to say. And gravity is there for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? You, you might as well. You might as well. The water's running down, you know, liquids are flowing everywhere. You help out the environment a little bit. You don't got to flush. Sure. So we're I don't see nothing wrong with nature. it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So now you're also uh, a part of Team Evasion. Yes. So how did that happen? Well, first of all, why don't you tell us what Evasion is, if case somebody who's listening doesn't know. Well, if you don't know what Evasion is, it is one of the first uh, tournament organizers in Escape from Tarkov. It's been around for a really long time, uh, co-founded by Sigma and many other phenomenal people that I have grown to know. Uh my history with evasion has been when I told you that you really need to put yourself out there. That was the first tournament that I've ever applied for. And I was very nervous. And for some reason I got in, uh, unfluffy bunny called me wild easy. They, they called me wild easy for a while. <laughs> they changed my <laughs> name to that for a while. Um, but I've, I've really, grown to know many of the people there uh like brian boru garlam and i think that i really found that those people were the type of people that i really wanted to you know become a community with and get to know and every time there's an evasion tournament i I'm super excited because I know it's going to be phenomenal and I get to see my friends like on fluffy bunny casting and it just feels like all of your friends are there and you're just all hanging out and cheering on all these great competitors. Um, 
And I think I got really lucky. I got uh, approached to be on Evasion, and I had to say yes. You know, like yeah. that's. I was so honored. I was taken aback. I'm like, is this real? Like, <laughs> did they want me on the team? Like, I'm not a PvP player because back then they used to be more PvP oriented. Yeah. Now they're more like general content creation. Yeah. So I was really excited to see all the new people. And I know that Ash said he was excited to see me, but I'm like, oh, Ash is on here too. <laughs> and I was like super pumped. I'm like, yes, let's go. Because him and I sort of grew up together in the Tarkov yeah. scene. It was really nice to see him. And, and we're, I'm really proud to be part of Team Evasion. Awesome. Now, how did you find out? Or how did they reach out to you and say, hey, you know, Will, do you want to come join us? Uh, yeah. Um, I got approached by Garlem and he said, Will, listen, you're a handsome guy, okay? Let's just let's just be real here. <laughs> he said he oh well, he actually said um like how would you like to be part of Team Evasion? And I was like so confused. I'm like, "Oh, um in what capacity?" Right? Like I obviously I've learned to really try to um cover all my bases, you know, just not just jump into it. Um but basically he thought that I was a good fit for the organization. And everything he was telling me was like whispering sweet nothings in my ear. And I just couldn't say no. I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is such an opportunity for me. Like, yes, I'll do it. And from then on, like, um, I've been really excited to be part of it because I get to see my name represented with Team Evasion on the website. Yeah. And I get to say that I'm Team Evasion. So when I play with people and they have the Evasion armband, I'm like, hey. Nice armband. That's Team Evasion. <laughs> yeah. So if you, it, it's really, really nice to be represented or to represent them. Yeah. Well, they do wonderful things for the community. Sigma and Hotel are, are wonderful people, and, and they've just created such a, a fantastic atmosphere, and they're so good for, for, our, for the game. Yeah, they really have. And, like, they are... Um, uh, a name in the community and they've done so much for the community that it's it's even just like unfathomable to think that they saw me and saw someone that they wanted to fit into their community and yeah. to represent the name for them so yeah. i'm really honored oh, excellent now speaking of community you said you've played you know you've been in other gaming communities you know since streaming and whatnot how does tarkov's community compare to those that you've 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 know, been in or you know been trying to you know uh be a part of um i mean i was in the uh i wasn't really in the fortnite community because uh there was a majority that were not the same age as me <laughs> so like <laughs> i didn't really <laughs> resonate as well with 12 year olds yeah. um but uh, the Dead by Daylight community was the first time I sort of tried to put myself out there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it, for lack of a better term, it felt like there was a lot of uh, groups that were mm -hmm. sort of, they had their people that they enjoyed and played with. And I wasn't able to really find my place there besides one or two friends that I would uh, really like to hang out with in streams every once in a while. Yeah. Um, with the Tarkov community, it was, it felt like 
I could go into people's streams and say hi to the same people that I've seen in other pe- in other streams. Mm-hmm. Almost like we're all watching similar people. We recognize each other. There doesn't seem to be like a group or click yeah. in the Tarkov community. Um, I mean, some people say that there's like a labs group or labs community yeah. where they're all labs gamers. But like other than that, there's not really that sort of clicky feeling where yeah. you have to be part of like a group. You can just be part of the Tarkov community yeah. in general. Well, that's fantastic. That's very yeah. true. So now what ha- if you look back and, you know, since you started streaming, creating content, what's been the high point so far? Um, the high points uh, would probably have to be the first time I ever got drops from Battlestate and seeing oh. my name on the website and then having Battlestate like follow me on Twitch yeah. while I was live doing it. And I got like like over 800 people in the stream. Like, oh, wow. It was phenomenal. Like, it was just so unreal. I, was, I, I only went for 12 hours because I don't have the endurance like some people do Yeah, uh, to play for that long. But that was definitely one of the high points. Joining Team Invasion was 100% one of my most memorable moments. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of it came from my time in Tarkov. Everything yeah. else felt like it was giving me the skills and yeah. giving me the tools to succeed in Tarkov. Yeah. In the Tarkov content creation sphere and everything. So, you know, I I enjoyed my history, but I felt like it was almost like a preamble to what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And now looking mm-hmm. forward to this year, what, you know, is there anything on the radar that you have, you know, as, as something you want to do or achieve this year? Um, I always try to set goals for myself at the beginning of the year in terms yeah. of numbers. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I've, I've grown a lot and I've gotten a lot of support in the past while that yeah. I, I, the numbers don't really mean anything. I'm just trying to grow as much as I can and be consistent as much as I can. Yeah. I'm going to have summer vacation soon. So I'm going to have two months where I can just go full time and, keep pushing that TikTok, you know, try to upload every single day, which is so difficult. Yeah. Creatively and and time-wise, but I mean, this is what I love to do, so I really want to push myself for it. So are you focusing more these days on TikTok content versus content for YouTube or just still just trying to balance the two and and create for both? Um I'm really lucky. I have one of my mods who does uh, a bulk of my editing for YouTube. Yeah. I've mostly been focusing on TikTok content because uh, it does involve a lot of editing. Each TikTok takes like 30 to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour to edit. And I upload five a week. Yeah. So that alongside working full time and streaming as much as I do, it just... I don't really have as much time for doing YouTube stuff. Yeah. So I've been really lucky. I've, I've been getting help with that. And uh, I want to do more YouTube, but I don't know if long form edited content is really my type of niche yeah. or content. And have you found the secret to TikTok yet? Um, I found things that work really well. Yeah. I would say. Uh, 
and I'm learning how to be a TikTok actor. Yeah. <laughs> because it definitely is a different type of acting. It's a lot punchier and a lot more over the top. Yeah. Because you try to hook people within the first couple seconds. Yeah. Um, there are some things like I've heard eight second long TikToks work. Uh, but what I found that mixing it up between like really short ones and mm -hmm. also uh, making a story style TikTok. Yeah. So uh, an example would be my TikTok's like 45 seconds long, but it's yeah. like a viewer gave me a gun. Here's what I did with it. And here's all the different parts to it. Okay. I find that those do really well because it almost like hooks people every eight seconds for 40 yeah. seconds. Oh, jeepers. So that's the type of editing style that I found really works. Yeah. You have to do enough cuts and tell a context piece of the story, I guess. Yeah. In snippets that still tells a story. It's it's really, it's hard. It's really huh. hard. But when one connects, it connects and blows up though, right? Yeah. I've had uh, TikToks that really blew up. Yeah. Um, one of my most recent ones was me using a trending sound that says, bro, I got to poop. And it got like 87,000 views. I don't understand. <laughs> if it resonates with people, then I guess it works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, so back to Tarkov for a second. So who do you run with mainly? Or do you, yeah, you run, do you run solo or do you run with groups mainly? Um, usually at the beginning of the wipe, I run solo. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of community things. Yep. So we do a lot of community days. Uh, towards the end of the wipe, I like to collaborate with as many different types of people as I can. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing that great of a job reaching out to people because I still sometimes get the imposter syndrome of, oh, this person doesn't want to play with me, especially with people that are a little bit bigger. Yeah. It's, it's really nerve wracking to approach them, <laughs> to be honest, but Hopefully in the summer I'll get the courage and I'll uh, I'll approach some people and and maybe you'll see me with some people to play with. Awesome, but so yeah. you, but you roll with Vaughn and do you roll with Ash as well? Yep. So yeah. I play a lot with Vaughn. I play a lot with Ash. I play with V Breezy. Yeah. Um, I play with a uh, a lot of people. Mo most of the time I play with people that are sort of mutuals in like my stream and and their streams. Yeah. And um, that's usually who I play with, but yeah. branching out is where I get a little bit nervous yeah. and especially someone that I've never played with before, or we don't really have mutuals. Yeah. It's that's the stuff that I, I still need to learn to step out of my comfort zone and, uh, approach them, I guess. Well, we're going to get there with this, you know, start of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Now, how'd you there we go. Up, how did you end up meeting, uh, you know, coming across Ash and Vaughn? just by just in the community and, and seeing them seeing their streams um so ash i met in game yeah when i was playing uh i remember he was in uh, grandma's house on shoreline with his friend who he would stream with every day yeah so um i got the best of him that time but he came to my stream and uh, he sort of was there ever since. Yeah. He was, I remember one first watching him. He was like a, he's like a little Tarkov streamer baby. He had um, <laughs> a very small view, uh, view count. Yeah. And he was like 
hustling so hard and I would always come drop by his stream and watching him grow. I'm like, I'm super proud of him. Like he's one of my best buds that I've, I've known in yeah. the Tarkov community. Uh, and also Vaughn, my first uh, evasion tournament, I actually was trying to drop by other people's streams. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this guy? Vaughn Helsing. Why is he screaming so loud? <laughs> and then for some reason that, it's it just kept me coming back. I don't know what it is. Him, yeah. him his personality, his energy was just like phenomenal. Like both Vaughn and Ash have this energetic personality that I just get drawn to. Yeah. That I like to have in my stream too. Yeah. So I think that's why I fit really well with both of them. Awesome. All right. So you get to pick the all-star squad for four man that you're gonna run with. Who's, you know, anybody, anybody, the OGs or current, who you, who's going to be on that, uh, who are you, the three guys or three girls or mixture? Are you, are you taking into a raid? Um, I think one, I would probably, or one and two, I'd probably have to bring, uh, my left and right hand men, uh, Vaughn and Ash. All right. I think we just have a great time together. And in uh in a world where I can just ask anybody and they anybody. would want to come play with me. They're coming. They're they're committed. I'd say Aqua FPS. All right. He is that guy that I just he's just that relatable guy that you just want to see succeed. And sometimes he fails, or a lot of the time he might fail, but he just gets back up and he just keeps rolling with the punches. And I love that about him. All right, there we go. I have a task. I'm going to try to get all four of you together. We'll, you know, Twitter pressure. Let's do it. Let's all do right. it. I'm down. <laughs> awesome. All right. So when you stop streaming, you're not editing. You got a little bit of window. What is happening in that time? Hanging out with the fiance? You guys watching TV or going for hikes? What's that? Um, yeah. Uh, going to the gym? I am. Yep. So I am an avid watcher of trash reality TV. Oh, no. So uh, I'm that guy that watches all of it. So that's my uh, vice. Yeah. Um, so I'm able to string her along and, and watch some some of that with me. So usually I make sure that Friday night and Saturday, I try not I try to do as little stream related things as possible. Yeah. So that she has my full attention and we can just spend the day together. Um, unfortunately, it, it hasn't really worked out that way because we recently started going to the gym like four days a week and we spend like two hours at the gym. Wow. Good so for you guys. yeah, we realize that cardio is apparently important. So it is. Once we you added an extra 50, 20 minutes. <laughs> Allegedly, cardio is good. So we've started been we started doing it. Um luckily it's just like a nice brisk walk. So it's yeah. not like that sprinting mm -hmm. that I always associated with uh, cardio. Yeah. So I just throw on some, uh, you know, something on Amazon Prime that I downloaded. Yeah. And I just have have a nice time with it. Just to go on a nice walk. But nice. So it's to the gym and trash reality TV. And that's about my life. And my, my cats, which are not here. <laughs> what are their names? Uh, Mochi and Kibo. I show them a lot on stream. Yeah. Um, and my emotes are based off of them. So there's kind of like my mascots for the stream and they're little Scottish fold kittens with little, <laughs> with little folded ears. Yeah. Aww. And, 
Yeah, they're a menace, but we love them. Okay, cool. All right, content creators. Are there anybody, you know, who you who would you say people should go check out? Um, I mean, a lot of the content creators you've already had on your podcast. Yeah, like who's who's uh, anybody under the radar people should check out that you've you've found recently? Um, you know, it's kind of funny that you asked that because I've recently started doing challenges towards really small streamers that I think deserve some like recognition and, yeah. and uh, maybe under the radar. And I found that a lot of content creators are phenomenal at escape from Tarkov. I challenge them to get X number of kills on PMCs and scavs and I'll yeah. gift them some subs. Yeah. And I've lost a lot of money <laughs> oh, no. in the past while challenging them. <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I made video I made a video on it. We have um people like uh Oh My Peaches um and SS Robbie, which I had on my first episode. Yeah. That both, you know, five, six gifted subs each. And then a few other people on my most recent one that will be coming out soon in a video. Uh, lots of underrated, underrated people, and they're all very good at the video game. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. All right. Well, we're done, man. But one question. Who is, who's out of your crew are you calling out to, to get on here next? Well, Ash called me out. I think we should finish the trifecta and call out Von Helsing. All right. That he's a, good. Yeah, he's a phenomenal content creator. He's really been pushing the boundaries of what VoIP can do. Yeah. With his most recent videos of being an in-game uh, bard trader. And he's been doing things like that and hosting, um, what was it? Parkov's Got Talent. So he's really pushing the boundary, and I really admire what he's doing with his content so yeah. von helsing you're up next buddy awesome well will thank you so much i really appreciate i really enjoy this conversation you're a phenomenal guy you're funny i it's it's absolutely a joy to speak with you thank you so much and thank you so much for having me no i know problem. that uh i've been um nominated a, a few times so <laughs> i'm i'm glad i finally got out of my comfort zone and have took myself onto this podcast because I had such a great time with you. Awesome. Thanks, man. You have a good one.